EK 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. It's time to bring in Frank Dolce, our Utah insider. He's on the Smart Rain guest line. Smart Rain state-of-the-art. Smart irrigation controller helps with first-class water management. Visit SmartRain.net to learn how to save 30 to 50% on your commercial property's water costs or call 877-346-3333. Frank, good morning. Good morning, DJ. Good morning, PK. Oh, Frankie. Rose Bowl, Frankie. Yeah, how about that? Going to the Rose Bowl, everybody. Don't you want to go, go? Is that an original? Ah, it's kind of a takeoff. A little bit of yeah. like a little Weird Al Yankovic. I changed the lyrics a little bit. <laughs> From going what to happened a, to that guy? Going to go go. What happened to Weird Al Yankovic? He's probably on a beach somewhere with all that money he made. Yep. <laughs> How could you? I mean, when you when he was growing up, did you think I'm gonna I'm gonna write these ridiculous songs, you know, based on real songs, and I'm gonna make a billion dollars in a bathroom at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, or as PK likes to call it, Cal Poly SOL. <laughs> is San is San Luis Obispo? There, what is their mascot? They're not the banana slugs, are they? No, no that's, that's you see Santa Cruz. Cruz. They're the Mustangs. Oh, that's Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah the Mustangs. <laughs> the what? The Mustangs. Oh, the Mustangs. That's not very unique. I mean, go Mustangs, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, well, who who would have thought? PK, uh, I just wanted to mention that. Colonel Sanders didn't get started until, do you know this? Do you know the answer to this? Um, he didn't get started until he was what age? 61. 65. Ah, I wow. knew he was in his 60s. There's a, so, there's a plaque on the KFC at 39th and State Street because that was yeah, his first store. The original. Yeah. With, with the Harmons. But, PK, that gives you a few years to get yeah, your oh, music career going. Uh, yeah, you know? I mean, I've had a few hits here and there. Yeah. You know, but, but going to the Rose Bowl, I, I everybody, it. don't you want to go, go? An instant classic, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> We're going to the Rose Bowl, Frank. Dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't that the truth? I mean, I I grew up a Pac-10 fan. Me too. Uh, DJ kind too. Kind of in between. <laughs> yeah, in between, living in between UCLA and USC. And uh, so the Rose Bowl was always the, that that was the pinnacle of bowl season. And things have changed quite a bit. But I still consider the the Rose Bowl the granddaddy of them all. Well, when you think about it, it's the best bowl that you can earn your way into. doesn't require a committee. I I don't know about this committee. In fact, I I am down on the I'm down on the committee and the way they put the top four teams. I thought that was just, I mean, it was just like, hey, you know, SEC, let's have another all SEC championship game. Let's just devise that. I thought they could have split it up much better to give Cincinnati and Michigan a fair shot at getting into that game. And I, I think they don't. It's not like they don't have a fair shot, but. It feels like it's heavily weighted toward the SEC. Well, that's because they got two. Of the, that's because they got two of the four teams in. And let's be honest, they did not want a rematch of the SEC title game in the semifinal. That's what they were trying to avoid. I did. 
That's exactly what I want. <laughs> yeah. I think most, they were afraid most viewers didn't. And as PK has pointed out, it is a TV show. And I think that was the number one thing. They either had to move Alabama to number one or they had to do- drop oh. Georgia to number four because they did not want to put them 2-3, which would have made a certain amount of logic, but they didn't want to do it because they didn't want that semifinal again. What is more cringy, the, the CFP committee or today's politician? <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Why are you limited to today's politicians? <laughs> politicians. You, you want tomorrow's? I'll take today's. <laughs> no. I was thinking yesterday's. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know stories about oh, LBJ like... going to the bathroom right. off the Oval Office with the door open while he's talking to AIDS. Like, dude, come on. Close the door. Well, hey, that's nothing that Rick Majerus didn't do as well. So, I mean, let's, <laughs> let's be honest here. Those... That Wait, you're saying right Jerry went to the bathroom in a bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> he, I don't know. He was in that pool very regularly. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Question of the day, Frank. Where does the Rose Bowl yes, rank on the Utah Athletic Department's list of accomplishments? Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I think may, maybe the easy answer to say a number it's number one, but I, I don't know that it's number one. It's certainly the top three, but I think you could make arguments for for those for those three bowl appearances. You know the, and I heard, I think it was I think it was uh, PK saying yesterday. Everybody thinks everybody thinks <laughs> Boise State was the original BCS buster, which yeah. is not true. Right. Right. So. So, yeah, I mean, that one, you have to put that up there because that was an unbelievable accomplishment. Uh, and then, uh, of course, the Sugar Bowl and beating uh, beating Nick Saban's Alabama and handily beating Nick Saban's Alabama in, in New Orleans. I mean, that has to be up there. You're and s- then, of course, the Rose Bowl. You're I mean, such a do, football fan, Frank. What about the NCAA basketball tournament going to the 1998 NCAA final? Oh wait, wait, wait! I thought I'm sorry. I thought you were just talking football. No, nope. on the athletic department's list of accomplishments, you can go anywhere you want in the Utah athletic department to find an accomplishment. The ski team, ski the team, ski team wins national championships. Like you know, they go into Mrs. Fields and buy cookies. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the, the ski now team just goes out. Funny you should mention <laughs> that. <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll save that for and, the end. We'll come back to the end. And, but well, go ahead okay. with your thought. And 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 listen, uh, I I mean the gymnastics team has a has a very long uh, history of winning national championships. Not so much recently, but you know in the history of the of the program that the uh, the heydays of of Rick Majerus and the basketball program and some of those great teams all. All certainly rank um, up there. I I don't know. I in in relation to all of those. Wow. I I put the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl has to be a top five accomplishment in, if you're considering all of Utah athletics. Um, it, you know the, the success that they've had. I'll tell you why it's number one. Program. I'll tell you why it's okay. number one for me. Is you look at the Rose Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl. Those were in the Mountain West. And when Majerus went to the NCAA final, he immediately said, because people were expecting him to get back and all that stuff, 
And he had built the power at that point. But he immediately said, we're no closer to Southern California. We're still out in the middle of nowhere with a foot of snow. And he was right. So mm-hmm. you were going to have circumstances. You know, you're going to need a prop kid in Andre Miller. You're going to need an under-recruited kid in Doliak, who ends up, both of those kids end up playing in the NBA. And you were going to need BYU to suck, so all the local LDS kids didn't want to go there. They wanted to plan a winning program, so you're going to get Alex Jensen and the Johnsons and so forth, right? So all those things had to transpire, and it's like with Kristobiak, you needed a foreign kid in Pirtle, and then you needed a JC kid in DeLon Wright, and that's how you built your NCAA appearances. But that's not the way to build year-in and year-out success. And here... The Fiesta Bowl and the the Sugar Bowl were awesome, but they were done largely with Mountain West kids, underdeveloped, under-recruited, and then they became developed when they got to the U. Eric Weddle being an example, all that stuff. Now, all that, all those circumstances, they're gone. This is the Pac-12 that you're in now. And Lincoln Riley going there brings the Pac-12 publicity. Not notoriety, because notoriety is built off of notorious, which is a negative. People misuse that word all the time. And and Klavkov down there was talking about it. it. This helps the conference, and it certainly does. It was the buzz when it came out, what, last Sunday, whenever it was, mm-hmm. that it, mm-hmm. he's going to the Pac-12. So you don't need to get flukes. You could send out your team of recruiters, which they're doing as we speak this week, and now you could go into any place anywhere and they know who the U of U is and they know that's a program that has done nothing but winning here recently and puts a large amount of guys into the NFL and you can get a degree if you're so inclined to get a degree and hopefully they are if they stay long enough so that's why to me the Rose Bowl is the number one accomplishment in athletic history because it has far greater staying power and the impact goes well beyond January 1, 2022. They now can bring in a host of studs, and they can get studs now, and we're not going to look at it and say, wow. Plus, they also all have the ability to look at Joe Blow and see, okay, he was a uh, a running back in high school, and we're going to make him an NFL linebacker, whatever it might be. We know the stories, mm-hmm. how they've done that. So that's why I put the Rose Bowl number one, because there's no yeah buts, and there's no, well, that was an exception. Nope. This has big-time staying power, and they can cash in on it and cash in in a way that they couldn't cash in on all those other great accomplishments. I think you make a terrific argument uh, for for the Rose Bowl. Which is what I do. The, <laughs> it's what you do, and sing about it. It 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 is a it, it is an unbelievable accomplishment. Uh, and I, I I don't want to diminish all the other teams in terms of staying power uh, for Utah. I I said recently that. I think Utah's kind of prime to be a dominant figure in in the Pac-12, and and uh, you know even with even with Lincoln Riley, I you know everything indicates that he'll turn that program around, but we'll see. You you never know, but but even with Lincoln Riley there and what should be a reemergence of USC, which I think the conference needs. I, I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like uh, 
as a conference overall, until that hiring of Lincoln Riley, I guess, that the conference was really that interested in winning football championships and, and you have all the other issues that the conference is dealing with and trying to manage and focused on. And, and I felt like, well, Utah has everything solidified. You know, a coach who understands the game, uh, has, has, like you said, been successful at a, a very high level for a very long time with maybe not all of the resources that other programs have available. And, and now a president in Taylor Randall who understands the role that athletics and football plays in, within the university. Uh, and I think someone who is willing to, to, to give resources to the athletics programs and the football programs. So I, I feels like within this conference and with, with Coach Whittingham at the head uh, and with the administration in place, that Utah is, is in, a really, in a really good place. And this certainly helps solidify that, the, the football program. Uh, I'm, but I'm, you know, I'm curious to see if, uh, if USC gets rolling, if UCLA kind of gets it figured out. I, Colorado seems like a disaster. I don't know what's happening with the Arizona schools. They seem a few years off. The, the next Oregon hire is going to be critical for the conference. Um, we'll see what happens at I mean, Washington. These are teams that, that in the past several years have been kind of the leaders in the Pac-12, and they just fell off. Like, uh, I, I, nothing against Oregon this year, but I thought Oregon should have taken a loss prior to playing Utah. Another loss. I, I don't. I don't think they should have been a one-loss team coming into that game. I thought they were kind of hanging on the cliff's edge for most of the year. So, so we'll see if 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 Oregon can get things rolling again. If Washington can can get things rolling in, and they should. USC, UCLA, uh, Oregon State looks like it's on an uptick. You know, maybe the conference gets itself back into prominence. But right now, I don't think it's a, a great conference. Well, part of that is, and, and they're doing it under different uh, circumstances, but Oregon, Washington, and USC, for most of my life, most of our lives, those have been the big three. UCLA did have a run in the 80s. But those have been the big three. Other teams have broken through. Washington State a couple of times. ASU a couple of times. But those are the three that have had runs and really done things. I guess Stanford did win there three and four or five years. Yeah. But Washington, Oregon, and USC have been it for 40, 50, 60 years mostly. And they're all hiring new coaches in the same year. Now, one had them hired away. One had them hired away. But the other two did not like how things were going. They were way down. You know, what, yeah. what league can have its three biggest brands down? The Big 12, the Texas brand was down, but the Oklahoma brand wasn't. You know, yeah. and Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Penn State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, the Big Ten's had a lot of brands. Alabama's always been good in the SEC, and then LSU and Auburn and Florida and Georgia take their turns. So it, that's why people look at the Pac-12. You've got three biggest brands, and two of the three are really struggling. Don't you think that's a reason that uh, Lincoln Riley took that? I mean, I, I mean, USC certainly has its tradition, but... Don't you think that's a, a big factor for Lincoln Riley taking that job at USC? I mean, he I, I tweeted that out, and you I tweeted that out, and you'd fans went nuts. But it seems obvious to me if he wanted to be in the SEC, he would be in the SEC. Yeah, he would stay at yeah. Oklahoma. 
He went to yeah, USC. Like, it's an easier path. They're giving him a ton of money, and he's got a yeah. lot of athletes in the backyard. And coming off 55 and 10, he thinks he can do better than everybody has done at USC the last decade. And he probably thinks that he can be, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe he thinks he can be Pete Carroll. Maybe, but he, he certainly can figure out, like, if I'm looking at the pathway to the playoffs currently, and I know that's going to change here quickly, but uh, going through the Pac-12 um, seems like a better path than going through the SEC at this at this moment. So I, know I don't we, think there's any... Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I just don't think there's any question that that was a factor in his decision. I know we got to go, but you said Mrs. Fields and laughed because I said Mrs. Fields to PK yesterday and got a laugh because he was telling me an outrageous story. PK, you have to share this story with Frank. He's going to find this entertaining. Yeah, so I'm in Vegas last week, and uh, the day of the game was on Friday. I didn't have anything to eat uh, that day, and I was going to wait and go get him the meal at the at the game. But there was a right at, we were staying at the Palms Place off of uh, Flamingo. And there was a place across the street, and it said cookies, right? So I thought, well, I'll go over there and get a cookie. So it's a nice day, too. It was 70 degrees. So I walk over there. I'm going to be out in the sun a little bit. And uh, as I'm walking into the store, these two guys pull up, and they go to to go into the store. And the guy comes out, a security guard. And he's got a uh, one of those metal detector things. And the guy's like the wand you see at the airport? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the guy's... Hold out their arms, spread out their legs, and he does it on both, both the guys. And then they got to show them their IDs. And I'm thinking, wait a second, what? I just want a cookie. I don't want to get frisked. Right. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> unbeknownst to me and my Utah naivete, the place was whatever the place was called. It had a name I forget. So I get on my phone and I uh, Google it to see what is going on. You know, I don't want to walk into a strip club or something here, and uh, which is what I thought. But it looked like a cookie shop. Well, it turns out that all the cookies <laughs> that they had in there had one common ingredient, <laughs> and that would be marijuana. <laughs> oh. Remember that last time you went into Mrs. Fields and you got wanted on your way in? Yes. Oh. Those macadamia nut uh, cookies. you got to be wanted, Ed, in Mrs. Field. And this is like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, too. And I'm thinking, wait, something's off here. And not more than 20 yards to the west was a store that said marijuana dispensary. And so I knew what that was. And yes. while I was there, the entire time, and I got there Wednesday, the entire time I smelt marijuana. The entire time. So, so how was the cookie? I didn't get one. <laughs> I did not go in the store. Did you? Did you go for the white chocolate macadamia Maui Wowie? <laughs> I did not realize that there was such a place. I was looking for your basic chocolate chip cookie, just to have as a snack before I started to go over to the stadium. Yeah, I think I think we should start a new. I mean, I don't know if Mrs. Fields even exists anymore, but I think we could bring it back, and we could have you know the regular, the PK Mrs. Fields, which is the regular, and then the then the Mrs. Fields enhanced, and then <laughs> yeah. you, you know you go into the enhanced store, and maybe you end up with a, a, some, a cookie that's a little different. 
It reminded you know. me of a time, our first year in my marriage, and I've been married a long time now, my wife and I were in the Caribbean, and we're going to take a catamaran from uh, St. Thomas over to St. John's, and it was 8, eight o'clock in the morning, and you pay for it, and they feed you on there. Well, we get down there, and they've got a continental breakfast, uh, some juice and rolls and stuff. Well, I figured I paid for it, and we already discussed this earlier this morning. I paid for it, so I'm going to have a whole bunch of uh, juice and rolls, Right. Well, after about my fourth swig of my juice, my wife takes a sip. She says, um, I don't think this is strictly orange juice. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, dancing. This is the best orange juice I've ever had in my life. It's so fresh. <laughs> I thought it was the Caribbean, man. This tastes great. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, when in the Caribbean, you know. And it's 8.15 in the morning, and I threw down four of these things before she told me this isn't just juice buddy yeah and you're over there thinking i hope she doesn't figure out this isn't just juice no i honestly did not know that it was not just juice and i'm the naive sportscaster with a degree from marshall folk but see when i grew up i i drank beer i'll be the first to admit but i never drank hard liquor so i had no No idea idea what it tastes like you weren't living the mimosa life in new jersey baby i had no idea i had no idea hey before i before i let you go or i guess it's the other way around uh pk i had one more thought on your which may sway me as into this is the best accomplishment for utah athletics financially doesn't this game mean more to the athletics program than than lots of those other uh, accomplishments Utah's had in the past. Not just in the payouts, but in everything else. Yeah. Because the last time I gave, I, the ASU would used to call me. I got I, I lost my landline now. I got rid of it, so they can't get me. But they would call me, and I'd say, "Hey, you go to the Rose Bowl. I'll date. I'll donate twenty five bucks every year. You go to the Rose Bowl. So I've donated a total of fifty bucks to my alma mater. Wow. Well. So all there the other, it's untold to... amounts of money that, that this, this thing will bring in. Yeah, no, no question about it. I think that financial aspect is something we, we didn't mention. So that is absolutely, we'll have to consider that. But yeah, go you. So that's an un, unbelievable accomplishment, and I couldn't be happier for, uh, for Coach Whittingham. I mean, that, that's just a guy that, uh, under difficult circumstances, held this program together and put him right in this spot to, to accomplish this. Frank, we appreciate it. Mrs. Fields has one location left in Utah. If you're up in Layton, go to the mall. <laughs> I'll go check it they out. They got like 40 in California, though, so when you go home, there's plenty of places. Uh, you can stop on your way home and take care of yourself there. Is it still there? Are oh, they yeah, they got there? tons of locations, but they got one in Utah. Wow. But they got locations. Yeah. yeah, go to the website and help yourself out. All yeah, right. Once upon a time, that was They were everywhere, oh, man. man. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. All right, guys. Great to talk to you. Have a great week. Thanks, Frank. Frank Dolce, our Utah football insider. Tim Lacombe, Jazz Radio Studio Analyst, coming up next.